I'm a little leprechaun dressed in green, the tiniest man that you have seen. If you ever catch me, so it's told, I'll give you my big pot of gold. Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to a St. Patrick's Day episode of the Moncton Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats, as I am your host, Adam Lund. Sorry, I do not have a good Irish voice, but I am enjoined in studio by your favorite co-hoster, Mass Singer aficionado, Big Brother aficionado, uh, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia hockey government aficionado, I think we figured out last week, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. Mr. Boucher, how are you? Top of the morning to you. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, I... St. Patrick's Day, we're, uh, you know, good morning to our listeners on, uh, I guess if you're listening to uh, to us on St. Patrick's Day, hello, and I uh, hope you're all dressed in your your green. Uh, myself and Adam here are celebrating, uh, I guess you could say a little early, yep. as we have our green beer uh, in the studio with us. Uh, I know you're not a big St. Patrick's Day fan. No, I'm not. Uh, but I, I, I am. I do remember the first time the Old Triangle of Moncton, mm-hmm. uh, conveniently enough, their opening day was on St. Patrick's Day, like 10, 12, 13 years ago or something <laughs> like that. Uh, that lineup was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but I'm a huge St. Patrick's Day fan. Uh, I have zero Irish in me. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's just a, a day to... Couldn't tell uh, with that. Well, top of the morning to you. No Irish in me whatsoever. Uh, I just enjoy the partying and the beer drinking, and I just wish it was on a weekend. Uh, I, I would go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went out to, I think, one St. Patrick's Day-style party. Like, you know when it's on a Tuesday or Wednesday, you go the weekend before, and they have that. And I drank way too much of the green beer when I was a lot younger, and it, I think that's what's turned me off to the whole partying. And, you know, now I'm just old, right? Like... If I'm gonna if I'm gonna if I'm gonna tie one on, it's got to be on a Friday so that by Monday I'm okay. If I tie one on on a Saturday, that Monday is an awful long day. But I just yeah, it's not it's not my favorite holiday, I, I guess. Do you have any Do you know any fun facts about uh, St. Patrick's Day? Do you know anything about St. Patrick's Day that some of our listeners may not know? If I was to gather fun facts, I think that would take away from the awesomeness of fun facts that you bring continually to this show, mm-hmm. whether it's um, St. Patrick's Day, Slovenia, Russia, whatever, hit me with the fun fact. So did you know in Ireland it's actually a national holiday? No, I did not. It yeah. should be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So like the banks and the stores and all the businesses are closed for the day. Uh, you, you probably know about the Chicago River. Yep. That gets green, dyed, dyed yep. green every year. Um, that's another one. You know the original St. Pat color of St. Patrick's Day? Could you tell me what it was? I'll go with orange. Blue. Oh, that's yeah. not even close. Yeah, blue. Uh, I guess it's been uh, something about the, um, uh, I guess it was originally associated with the color blue, uh, and it just happened to shift to green because of the Ireland's nickname, which is the Emerald Isle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, also shamrock shakes are phenomenal. Oh, are they? At uh, McDonald's. So I've had like 10, probably <laughs> two weeks. So I find myself always going to McDonald's for a shamrock shake in my, on my break from my uh, your job, my knocking responsibilities. I don't actually think I've ever had one of those. I, should have brought, I was actually going to bring us uh, each one tonight. Yeah. But I probably would have drank both of them on my way here. Oh, <laughs> <so. laughs> well, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into, you know, our pop culture of the show uh hell's kitchen quickly because i mean we've got other shows that we're more excited about finally mark was eliminated took about three weeks too long finally he's gone um the reward that the red team got at the dig this in las vegas with the excavator and the uh the bulldozers and stuff if i go back to vegas i want to do that i want to pick cars up smash cars that is 100 percent, like right up my alley yeah um, I would also do the snowmobiling, uh, Lake Tahoe. Was it snowmobiling or four-wheeling? Four-wheeling. They were four-wheeling, right. I would do that. And, um, yeah, the um, – what was the other one they did? 
Uh, the surfing. Surfing, right. That was the one. So, yeah, those are top-notch, uh, top-notch wins. But, yeah, so glad Mark is gone. Uh, now we're, we're kind of in the nitty-gritty now. Um, it's really tough to say, uh, you know, who would be the next one to go. I, I thought it would be um, Nikki, but, you know, after what uh, Gordon Ramsay kind of pulled her aside last week and, and kind of gave her, uh, honestly, a, a, a chat that yeah. you don't see very often on Mass Singer, a very encouraging, inspirational chat. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's uh, – I really don't know who's going to be the next one to go. I didn't it's, think it's that – It's really tough. It's funny when it started, I had not like I wanted nothing to do with Cody. I was like, he's such he had that arrogance about him and I was like, ah, I don't like you said, I don't think Nikki's long for the show. Uh, but she's I think she's the biggest surprise on the show. And same with Cody. Like he's kind of turned into a leader. I don't think he'll outlast the other two on the blue team. In uh speaking of, you know, St. Patty's Day, Declan, the big Irish guy. Right. Uh yep. and oh now I can't I'm blanking on her name, Amber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he gets past either one of those, but I've I've been well pleasantly surprised with with Cody because I didn't think he would be long for the show with his with his attitude. If I were to just take a guess on who would be eliminated next week, I'll go with Jordan. Um, just as a just as a guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they get their black jackets this week. Oh, um, what's that? Yeah, I think it's once they get to the final, uh, the elite eight, uh, they get their their black jackets. So. What's black jacket for? Just so it's uh, they they all cook on one team. Oh, okay. So there's like the red kitchen and the blue kitchen. Um, so I think um, they all come together as 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 kind of a team now, uh, and it's like black jackets. So it's a once you get to a, the black jackets, it's a it's a pretty pretty big deal. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh. All right. I mean, the show that started last week, uh, Big Brother Canada episode two was last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, the floor is yours. I guess my first question is Tara still in it. She is still around. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm surviving. And so was Rohan, my guy. He was on the block. I got a little <laughs> worried. Um, no, the, the eviction vote, um, episode was kind of, it was sketchy, you know, cause it was, you know, Josh was, you know, by himself in the game. Uh, and usually when there's someone by themselves in the game, there's a there's a benefit and there's also a uh, a disadvantage because you can you're easily a target when mm-hmm. you're by yourself in the game, but at the same time you could easily say I'll go work with you, and it's one of those situations where not a lot of people would see these two people working together. So um, there were some talks that Rohan they were actually going to flip the vote. Uh, it was going to be a landslide to evict. Josh, and then they're like, okay, well, let's maybe think about it. And I think Rohan, uh, and I think it was literally up until minutes before the the live eviction episode was about to begin, they were still deciding which way to go in the votes. At the end of the day, they couldn't find that last vote to go out and evict uh, Rohan, so they did the unanimous vote to evict Josh. Um, so my my guy is still is still around. Uh, Victoria won the uh, head of household. Um, she went ahead and nominated uh, Kiefer and uh, Latoya, um, so they are uh, they are on the block. And uh, the head of the not head of house, so the POV is coming up. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it might be tonight or tomorrow night. And uh, yeah, so one of those two could go home, uh, which would be those are two kind of. You know, Kiefer was one of those captains, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Latoya is a, uh, you know, I believe she's a uh, police officer with the, with the Toronto Police Force. So it's, you know, those are two big targets. Uh, so it's uh, it, it would be an absolute huge move uh, this early in the game to get uh, to get one of those two out. All right, all right. And the, I mean, the biggest news and why everybody loves our pop culture that all th- the show that started all of it, uh, Mass Singer premiered last wednesday uh we had the russian dolls the snail seashell robopine and the raccoon um cool costumes um yeah i love them really cool they're getting they're getting much better at these actual (laughs) costumes um it's funny that when they first started you kind of saw the mouth piece because they always had to hold a microphone to sing now it's all uh mics on their their chin there um the snail kermit the frog 
that was one of the cool like Kermit the, the uh, frog. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Sticking with our green theme for today's episode. Yes. Um, it made I had no idea who it was, uh, but it made a ton of sense. Um, because the guy would have had to sit down for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't show who the voice was. Just showed Kermit the Frog. I thought that was one of the uh, one of the cooler reveals. Uh, and guests that I've seen in, in quite a while. Um, Very unpredictable. Didn't yeah. see it coming. No. Um, really, uh, really caught me off guard. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was, you know, the reveal was like, what's taking so long for this, perp- the, this person to pop out? And all of a sudden it's Kermit the Frog. Uh, that, yeah, didn't see it coming whatsoever. Very, very surprised. Um, do you have some guesses? Because I, I, I've got one. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the seashell. I'm going to go with Mandy Moore. Um, I'm just trying to find her clues here. There was, like, haven't done this in a while. Um, I wear a lot of hats. Obviously, she's a singer. She's been in movies. She's in This Is Us, where she plays herself, her current or her current self, um, an older lady. So, I mean, that could technically be a ton of hats, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and she could sing. So... I, I did like one of the guests I can't or one of the judges I think it was I think it was Jenny thinking it was Hillary Duff right I kind of liked that one but I after thinking and kind of looking at clues today when I was putting a the the doc together I was like you know what Mandy Moore's got a lot of things going on right now so my uh, my first guest will be uh, will be Mandy Moore for Seashell 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 by the seashore. <laughs> uh I have no idea who this is. Um I'm there's so many names that come to mind. Uh I was on board with the Christian Chinowith uh prediction. Yep. Um I like a Mandy Moore maybe. Um there's so many my my girl Anne Hathaway. Uh I I don't know. This is this is Not Anna Kendrick yet? Sorry, sorry. Anna Kendrick. No, oh no, my I, god. Yeah. That's what I meant. You have lots of girls. It's Why fine. did I say Anne Hathaway? Sorry, Anna Kendrick. Um, yeah, it didn't so, sound like her though. I know. I don't know why I said that. Um, anyways, um, Kristen Chenoweth, with Maddie Moore, but the Russian dolls. I'm gonna do a Ken Jong here, and <laughs> I know exactly who this is. Sure, you do. The Russian dolls are yeah. Hanson. Bop, the bop, bop, do bop. That was well done. Where's the love? So, like, all three of them? Yes. I think the, because uh, there's the two that are in the big one. Yeah. And the little guy is in the little one. I just, the voices are just super recognizable for me. Uh, I, I I can promise you that it's Hanson. I, I am confident. Like, it's not one of these out of, you know, it's not, yeah, this yeah. is not one of those left field guesses where I guessed, you know, what was his baseball? Barry Zito. Barry it ended Zito, up being yeah, Barry yeah. Zito, right? Yeah. This is Hanson. I'm so confident in this one. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to listen to him. Uh, Just listen. You got. You got to listen. I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it and listen to it again. So, uh, so what premieres tonight is Black Swan. Again, my first guess without seeing any clues or hearing the voice is Mila Kunitz. Based too on obvious. the movie character. It is too obvious, but who knows? They throw so many curveballs. Maybe once they'll give us one that's too obvious and it ends up being. Um, so Black Swan, Chameleon. Grandpa Monster, Phoenix, and Piglet. Um, I said this to you before we started. It's really tough, and you can tell as we guess one at a time kind of thing. It's really tough in that first week because there's so many tiny, small clues, Mm -hmm. and they throw so many at you. You're so confused. You're just like, ah, this person. Mm -hmm. You're just taking stabs in the dark. Hanson isn't much of a stab in the dark. but um, Yeah, so that's your five that's coming up tonight. Um, and then I guess next week is wild card round one. And then the week after that is wild card round two. So we have no idea what those costumes are going to be. So you'll have to, uh, you have to stay tuned to the show every week as well. You can stay tuned on Twitter at Moncton Wildcast and at Wildcast podcast on Instagram. No quick questions. So let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. Another week, another commitment uh, for the Wildcats. This time, Dakota Lund Cornish has committed to the University of Windsor uh, to play hockey for the Lan- Lancers. Uh, he will join former Wildcat Brady Pataki playing there, and former Wildcat Daniel Miramanoff has signed a one-year entry-level deal with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, QMJHL fan of the week. Major shout out to our boys from the Sur la route du yeah, That one. 
uh, Jonathan Roy and Mark Cormier. Um, it was pretty cool to see a podcast from the podcast division recognized by their hockey club for the great work that they've done to to promote that uh, that team for the fans. So big up to them. Hopefully we can get uh, Johnny ba- Johnny Rocket back on the show as he's pretty famous now. Um, and then kind of the big one that came out this afternoon, reading a, tor- a tweet from Steve Turcott. We can expect the Memorial Cup to be cancelled within a week. Um, QMJHL finds itself alone to dance. There will be champions in the QMJHL, but barring a last-minute change, they will have to settle for the President's Cup. Mm-hmm. That really sucks. It does, um, especially for a team like Valdor uh, that literally loaded up to win a Memorial Cup. I guess you can still be happy with a President's Cup. Uh, I don't think any of these deals are conditional that they go to the Memorial Cup, right? It's uh, it's all about playoffs and, mm-hmm. uh, and and all that. So it's yeah, it sucks for for teams that that load it up. But you know, if they go out and win a, a, Memor- a President's Cup, I don't think they're going to complain. No, right? No, it's uh, it's still a very uh, you want a championship. Successful, it's a success yeah. a successful team. They won a championship. They, you know, they um, they got it done. Uh, they got one step further than than we would have got last year, right? Yep. So, um, good, good. I, it, it, I'm glad it's being awarded. Uh, I, I just hope that they don't go and feel bad for the OHL and go and give next year's to the OHL. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that with the WHL this year. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, that's. I, I really hope that it's the the Q's turn next year. Uh, because I would, um, you know, if it is in St. John, I would, I wouldn't mind taking that drive down for for a couple of games. Yeah, maybe that's how the CHL will record the reward the QMJHL for having a full season. Is it? I actually forgot that until you said that that it didn't go back to the WHL if there was going to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, when it started, Mister Cretel wanted sixty. It was a sixty-game season. As we had a four-month break, it's almost impossible to get that 60 games in now. Um, and we still don't know what the o, uh, the OHL is doing. They should be finding out kind of this week. They, there seems to be a return to plan to play. Um, the WHL, the East Division's going. The Central Division just got going in Regina. I think the Connor Bedard is the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, the... BC hubs or protected environments in Kelowna and Kamloops, I believe, get going this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think the United States hub gets going the weekend after that. So if this thing gets canceled, um, that allows the queue to have a little bit more of a window to play longer. I think, and I said this to you and Chris, if there's no Memorial Cup, and I'm saying if because it hasn't been canceled, I think the season will end in April and you play as many games until then. You'll have your playoffs in May and June. Uh, the draft will get pushed back to July, and we'll have an October September start. Yeah, it, it adds up. Yeah. Uh, it, it really, it really does. Uh, there's a uh, OHL board of directors call scheduled for for today. Uh, they're expecting David Branch to provide an update on the on the league's return. Um, they're hoping to get some funding from the Ontario government. Unfortunately, I don't have any connections uh, in Ontario. Dang it! Uh, I would rather not talk to Doug Ford. Fair um, enough. <laughs> and um, I'm just happy that you no know, West is getting up, they're getting going. Yep. Uh, we really want the OHL to get started up with body checking, please. Uh, and um, yeah, I don't care how long. You know, I don't care when Moncton season ends. Uh, I really don't think it's going to be. A, I, I I just if they want us to play 60 games or the most possible. I mean, I, I can't. I I got to think it's going to be longer than than the end of April. Uh, the, you know, I I still I still yeah. think we're we're playing hockey, into May, maybe hopefully. It, uh, I mean, just trying. What, to what would you do? So let's let's just say so these teams, they're obviously going to want to play, the most games possible. Yeah, most of the Quebec teams are already at thirty. Mm-hmm. Charlottetown's at twenty eight. Um, and of course Bathurst is eighteen. St. John's eighteen. We're at fifteen. Right. Um, 
Cape Breton's at 29. So most of the teams are at 30 right now. Mm-hmm. So when we finish our eight game, our next six games, we'll be at 21. So if we play another eight till the end of April, that puts us at just around 30. You get two more protective environments, 10 games. That gets most of the teams at 40. Bathurst, St. John, and Moncton at 30. That's kind of why. Because it goes off percentages anyway. So that's why I thought the end of April. So how's it, how's it work? So it's the, the first, the top two teams in each division get a bye? Yes. So so right now, essentially, if things if the season ended today, you'd have Charlottetown and Bathurst with a bye. Yep. St. John would play Cape Breton, yep. and we would play Halifax. Yep. So if these if the league wants these teams to get as many games in as possible, you say, okay, so you get eliminated in the first round, but how about the eliminated teams play like a loser bracket? So just, it just, it doesn't, it, there's nothing, there's no, nothing on the line. For this division only or for all teams? Well, for especially the Maritime division where, you know, these, these, some of these teams are like, you look at Moncton right now, we've only got 15 games under our belt. Yeah. Um, that's, that's tough for, you know, exposure. It's not like we have, you know, a team that's loaded with, with, you know, 2021 NHL draft prospects. Yeah. But still there's, there's young 16 year olds on this team that haven't got that exposure going into next season, which is their NHL draft year. Mm-hmm. So you, you say, okay, well, Charlottetown and, and Bathurst, you get a bye. Um, St. John and Cape Breton, uh, you play in round one. Cape Breton gets eliminated. And then Moncton and Halifax play a series. And let's say Moncton gets eliminated. Moncton plays Cape Breton for five games, a, a seven, seven game, game series, series yeah. for nothing, right? But just to get that extra gate revenue. That extra exposure, and just to literally get you close to a forty, you know, maybe fifty, sixty game season. Yeah, you know, it's it sounds stupid, but at the same time, it's I understand there's nothing to play for. That's that. But, that would be but, my worry. Is the but the when there's level. nothing to play for, the ones with the compete level are going to. Sure. Shine. Yeah, you're basically playing for right. your spot next you're, year. Exactly. On these it's two basically re- a roster rebuilding fight. teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's yep. exactly what it is. But just this, like, just the first round, right? Like, yes. We're not going to go in. No, like, the winner of the our loser bracket plays one of the losers of. It would just be the two teams having a seven game series for showcase. Basically, a preseason battle because mm-hmm. you're fighting for next year. Yeah, it, I don't exactly. mind that. It's just a loser bracket. Yeah. It's like my, uh, the, um, the, the lawn darts uh, tournament that I go to every, uh, every, every Labor Day weekend. Oh. You know, you're out in the first round, but you go to a loser bracket, and if you win every every game after your your limit after your first one, yeah, you can end up in the championship. Oh, that's so. It's the loser bracket gets you all. You could get you all the way to the title. Well, I, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of fun. I don't think. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gotten close to the title? Funny, funny you mentioned that. So we, um, it was actually first in, of all, where is this tournament? So it's always in it's in Shediac. Oh, okay. Uh, my buddy's my buddy's cottage in, in Shediac. So it's every usually every Labor Day weekend, but. Uh, this past uh, this past year's got pushed back a little bit. I think it was like end of September, right? And uh, yeah, there's probably about thirty of us that showed up. We were probably breaking some some COVID uh, you know guidelines at the time, you know, because we kind of exceeded that outdoor gathering. But uh, you know, can't find me now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love we myself and my I can't I think I was with my buddy Eric and we lost that first match. We went down to the loser bracket. Yeah. But then we we won five straight games, oh. which put us actually into the title game. But we lost the title game. Oh wow! So it's uh, it's actually a big deal, even though lawn darts is illegal in Canada, <laughs> it still gets pulled off here. But uh, it it's it's it seems like a silly idea, but it's the only way I can see, you know, these teams getting those extra games in. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and it, and we haven't played Cape Breton, yeah. right? So, <laughs> um. I think before we focus on when the playoffs are going to be and, and how they're going to go, can we get the bubble? Like, are we close to a bubble, Mr. Talks to the Governments? Can you get a bubble, or is that a lot to pull off? So this, the way I look at it right now, the way I'm thinking, so this week is Nova Scotia PEI March break. Right. So the kids will go back to school on Monday, but they always say, oh, well, symptoms can develop within 14 days. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. So 14 days after March break, 
would be the 4th of April. Now, we missed, I mean, myself and my family, we were supposed to go to Halifax over Christmas. My father-in-law still hasn't opened his Christmas presents. They're still wrapped up in our bedroom. (laughs) So that first weekend of April, the second, is Easter long weekend. Right. So I am praying that we could at least go see him for Easter. It's a long weekend. It's a Friday night. That's a way to get I understand it's you're you're still at that twenty five percent capacity. But if you get a game on a Friday night on a holiday, do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Uh I think it's it's a perfect scenario. It'll be two weeks. You know, they're, they're technically their school week will end on the Friday and two weeks after that will be April 2nd, which is Good Friday. I know the premiers are talking this week. Uh, they say that it's not going to be an Atlantic bubble. It's going to be a maritime bubble mm-hmm. uh, because there's still some, you know, pretty high active case count in, in Newfoundland. But they obviously don't have a Q team. So who cares yeah. about the Newfies right now? <laughs> God love you. But... We're talking uh, hockey we're here. We're talking hockey. Yeah, yeah. I think a maritime bubble, April 2nd is my guess. All that's right. that's just my, my bold prediction. Uh, I hope I'm right because I would love to go uh, to Halifax for, for Easter, even if there's a game here. That's fair. Um, I think if, if the Memorial Cup doesn't get canceled because the OHL comes back and plays a shortened 20-game whatever season um, – I just I I kind of predict and think you'll get the best record in the WHL or best winning percentage, the best winning percentage in the OHL, and the winner of the Q. It'll be tough, but somehow get them in a bubble somewhere and play a three-team round robin for Memorial Cup. No host, like mm-hmm. you can't. That's not fair to the host team. That just I mean I guess you could pick a host in the OHL and pick one of them, and then. Um, but I think I think we're leaning more towards. Memorial Cup cancellation, which really sucks for a second year in a row. But um, if you're going to have all the teams play a, a Memorial Cup, that's the best way to do it is no playoffs in the dub, no playoffs in the O, and whoever wins the uh, the President's Cup here. So, But I guess we'll monitor that situation and have mm-hmm. a little bit more info um, as we get into next week. You want to talk uh, about some games for real? Yeah, you want to check my socks out first? Check these socks out. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, some woolies with some pinks on it, some pink stripes. I Sorry, just a little off topic <laughs> there. I just realized I was wearing some sick socks. I wanted to point them out to you. That's what, uh, that's what people love about you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Weekly Rewind. Yes, we are back in action for real this last week. We're not talking scrimmages. We're not talking it was full-on go, 100%. Unfortunately, they went down to defeat in both games. Uh, although one was much more entertaining than the other. Uh, so the record for the Wildcats falls to 6-8-1 and one for a winning percentage of 433. Uh, we drop out of fourth to fifth, like Jeremy said. So we'll get to Thursday. We went in with no expectations. Uh, 7-2 loss to Bathurst. Um, that was just a tough game for the team, a tough first game. Um, Wildcats got goals from Bernie and Cluche, but other than that, I mean, not much went for the right for the club. Uh, you know, DLC made a stop. It was right on Degonia's stick right in front of the net. He makes a stop, tries to cover it. ISNs and tries to clear it out right to – oh, no, that was in the that Saint was in John the St. John game. But um, just it didn't seem like anything went right for this team. Jan Bednar looks like the real deal. Uh, he wasn't tested that much, but he looked pretty good. Um, but, yeah, there's just nothing nothing going right for the hockey club. We can't judge. No. Like, we can't judge no. right now. No. Uh, that was their first game in 116 days, <laughs> even though on your Instagram you put 161 like five times. So I had to laugh about that because it did feel like 161 days. It felt much longer. Did it longer. say 161? Yeah, it did, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not good. smart, people. It's okay. It, it's funny. It felt like that. It felt much longer than 114 days. Yeah, um, yeah there's, there's nothing, I mean, nothing we can say. It was the Ben MacArthur show. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a uh, sniper. Uh, boys up in Bathurst love him. He's gonna yeah. be a big, big, strong candidate for a twenty-year-old spot. Uh, no, I, I can't say much. Like it's, I wasn't expecting it. I was actually expecting this kind of result. What did I say last week? I said it's either gonna be a high-scoring game, yeah, or a, or low a low-scoring scoring game. game. 
There was no happy medium, right? Yeah. It was a high-scoring game, but high-scoring for Bathurst. Uh, I had no expectations. A lot of turnovers. You could tell this team hadn't played in a while. You could tell Bathurst had that one game mm-hmm. uh, of, of legs. Yep. There were some turnovers that were questionable, especially from players I wasn't expecting. But I'm not going to judge it because they were so much better that next game. Uh, so there's, I'm not. We can't shit on them for. Sorry, I know we have whatever. It's not even a bad word. No, go screw it. <laughs> uh, it's there's nothing we can judge, right? No. It was no. I, I I expected this. Uh, I, I so I'm not in a position to say anything bad about this. I I want to nope. say I want to say bad things. Because I want to say who, I want to say the names of these players, but I'm sure they know who they are. But if there's, you just can't when, can when say, you haven't played. You can in say they four had a months. tough night, but your thoughts on 49? When Thursday or Saturday? Thursday. Because if you if you he, watch the post game so, show, so he's so he's going to be one of these players. Yeah. That referees hate. He's going to get some soft calls against him. He's got that Havanov with a little bit of his brother. Uh, you know, part of me just wants one of these games to someone be like, oh, he's a Russian. I can take this guy on. And Barbashev just knocks his lights out. I think that was Saturday. I think Poirier tried to take him on. Yeah. And Poirier was sitting on his ass. Yeah. So uh, it's – I'm – look, speaking of Bathurst, I know these guys – the guys up in Bathurst said that – Barbashev, in their like their preseason show, yeah, they said that Moncton's Euros would be the biggest disappointment. Okay, Usnik, we understand why you're not here. Mm-hmm. I know it's been two games, but Barbashev's Barbashev's not going to be a disappointment. No, he's. You can tell he's. The skating needs a little work. Yep, we've said that for watching the scrimmages. Yeah, if he figures this out, he's going to be an absolute monster. He's going to be a beast, uh, and he's going to score some goals. He's going to score the goals like he did Saturday night, the big going ones. to the net. Yep. Um, he's He's got that. For me, he's a Dimitri Yaskin. He's going to like – he's just a big – well, you weren't here when he was around. <laughs> okay. But when, when we had Dimitri Yaskin, yeah. we also had Ivan Barbashev as Euros. So these two were prolific. Um, so he's, I don't, I, I see the physical side of him. I see the, the physical side of the Barbashev, but the power forward, Dimitri Askin, hands down. Um, I know it's early. I know it's, you know, watching Saturday's performance, fans are pumped to see, to watch this guy yeah. develop. Because like, uh, you know, and I'm going to get your opinion on what you said after Saturday's game from Thursday. You know, I came on the post game show Thursday and I said, inject 49 into my veins. I love what he brings offensively. I love that he doesn't back down from anyone. Huge hit on uh, Jackson Bellamy that you know he wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, clean, but he wasn't expecting it. But it was just, it was the last penalty that he hit. Uh, he hit Hawkins, kind of went in, went right at him, and Hawkins was engaged. And it was kind of a dumb penalty. And I, and I said, he's got to, he will eventually clean that up. He's got to clean that up. And then, you know, you look Saturday that we're going to get to the full game in a bit. And like you said, he's going to get those soft refereeing calls. And he got one on Poirier. Uh, he got the slashing in overtime that wasn't really a slash. But he kind of figured it out in the next game. And, and I said that, you know, kind of takes some penalties. And you said he's exactly like his brother mm-hmm. who didn't. I know you was didn't something, get a chance. You, I, you yeah. didn't get a chance to watch him. But he figured I haven't figured it out the next year and was a force. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Not that he didn't. Not that he figured it out. Right. He just knew when to tone it down a little bit. It seems like Max is trying to. He's more of an agitator. Yeah. Uh, and that's he's and to make a big hit to not show that he's a uh, a timid Russian, mm-hmm. as that's usually the thing. Like all skill, don't want to get in the muck. He kind of looks like he's showing he can get in the muck. Pretty much. Yeah. And, and a part of me just. It makes me wonder, like if he's if he's going to be if his potential is if his ceiling is this high, mm-hmm. why was he not playing at a higher level last year? Was it because he purposely said, 
I want to play in a lower level just so I can I won't be exposed to other teams just so I can be picked by Moncton. Like I can't see it. It se- it seems like a strange thing to say, but he looks like he he could have played at a higher level. Yeah. Uh but so far, you know, I just if he t- if he goes if he goes pointless the next three games, like are we going to be here next week calling him a bust? I mean, I think we'll be here next week going, we're not going to talk about this player for yeah. a little while. Yeah, we'll call him a bust, and then he'll take the next three and go <laughs> exactly. off, right? Exactly. Like, so we'll flip it. That's that's the only thing. Like it's, he's still young. He's he's still experienced, but you know, just what I saw those two games, mm-hmm. it's exceeded my expectations. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Because nope. we had we didn't know anything about him. There was not no video of him on YouTube. I must have spent hours, hours on YouTube trying to find video of him. Couldn't find anything. I believe you too. So uh, I'm I I I'm I'm sold. Like I I, yeah. I get me get you know stitch that jersey. You know I, I'm 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 sold on so I'm sold on on Max Barbashev. Uh, and then yeah, once what a difference forty eight hours makes as Saturday the Wildcats uh, went down. 5-4 in overtime. This game started out just as bad uh, as the Thursday game, and you thought, eh, this isn't good. Uh, and I don't know what was said in that locker room after the second intermission, but uh, on the backs of Barbashev and Hudson, the Wildcats came back from a 4-1 deficit to send this thing into overtime. Fell in overtime. Um, but, you know, early on, I mean, they were outshot 17-3. to they apparently had two power plays in the first period, but it looked like they were on the penalty kill because they couldn't. It, it is quite a different power play uh, when you're not rolling over when you're not rolling over the boards. McKenna Havan off. It just it it was a different look of power play. They kept trying to do that drop back. I said it last year when we had all the skill. I hate that drop back. Um, kind of looked like they figured it out and were chipping it in a little bit more in the in the second half of the game, getting some opportunities, but. Um, yeah, they turned it around, outshot them 11 to, oh, wrong button, 11 to 14 2, 11 8 in the second, 14 2 in the third. And this was a game that we expect to see from the team. They didn't give up and they worked. Are we gonna, we're not going to talk about the roughing, right? Oh, we can talk about the game and then get to the roughing okay. if you like, or you can go right to the roughing. Everybody knows it's coming. Um, uh, I kind of. I, I, I was actually asking you if we were going to talk about it. We as can. If we were going to avoid it. Uh, it's up to you. I, you know, I kind of said I, I had to calm down Thursday when I came or Saturday when I came home for the post game show. Um, yeah, we we can. It, it took away from an unbelievable hockey game. It, it is it was my well, thought. Like, I just question for you. Mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw two penalties called against the same team in one overtime in one five minute overtime? <laughs> I can't think of it, to be honest. It'd be fun to go back and look. I I, um, I, I can't. So I'm not going to lead off with that. I'm going to lead off with. I really hope the team we saw in the third period mm-hmm. is the team we see tonight. Yeah. The team we see Saturday night. The team we see every other game this season. The difference to me was they they played tighter hockey. They hit St. John, and I said this last week. I said, if you hit St. John, you're going to be able to beat them. Yep. And that's what the, that's what they did. They started to play physical. They got in their face. They took St. John off their game, and Moncton pounced on it. They took advantage. Mm-hmm. So that's what they have to do. They, they, they. I think it was Jacob Hudson that that told Neil Hodge, or it was one. I think it was Hudson. He said, "As long as we play St. John and, and Bathurst, we are going to be the underdogs." And it's true. Yeah, there's they're going to be the underdogs in every single game against these two teams, against Charlottetown, Halifax will be a toss up, and I think every game against Cape Breton is winnable. So that's just the mentality that they have to go into. You're playing with house money. You have nothing to lose. Yeah. St. John's the team that has to prove themselves. Yeah, I talked shit about them last week. 
and they seem to have turned it around <laughs> literally <laughs> on air while we were recording. Yeah, I said that to Toes. I was like, listen to the start of our show, watch the hockey game back, and you can figure out when St. John started to f- turn it on. But what did I say? I said Ryan Francis yep. is going to be a key piece to this team. He's little been lights out. I think he's been almost, almost in on almost every goal. He's going to be a key piece the rest of the season. He's going to be a bigger piece next year for St. John. Yeah. I know Calgary's not going to sign him after this season. I know he's not going pro next season. He will be back in St. John as a 20-year-old, and he will be a force. Three games, eight points, four goals, yeah. four assists. Right? So he's – he's. I got to give it to Trevor Drury. That was a huge pickup. So was Zach Iman, and so was Kotkoff. These are big pieces that St. John will need in the second half. Kotkoff is a man. Mm-hmm. Holy. So – I want to see the same effort every night as we saw in the third period without the penalties. Kind of the effort we were getting before the break, right? Exactly right. Yeah. this is a, That was the effort we were getting. We had the Stewarts in the lineup. We had the Jordan Spences in the lineup. We had the Fortes in the lineup. But this team can this team can win games, yeah. right? They're these these you can beat Bathurst if you play a full sixty minutes. If you play them tight, you can beat St. John if you play a full sixty minutes and you play them tight. It's it's a better team that people think, and I've been saying that all along. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the second they're going to lose games, right? They're not going to be able to come out every every night and play sixty minutes and win every game. We're not expecting them to win every game. I'm expecting the second half to be probably a win every four. Yep. If we're if we're lucky. But it's fine. It's rebuilding. Yeah. And that's why I just work your butts off, prove your way for next year. You know, Kluche scored his first goal Thursday night, right? Yep. And he comes back the next night and and you know gets an assist on on the not the tying the four three the four three goal. Yep. So he seems to have something good going on with Hudson. Keep them together, right? I think it's it's was it it's Kluche, Hudson, and Barbashev. Keep them together. Yeah. There's there's no reason why you got to change that up. That looks like a really good line, and the the top line Daou and Labelle and and Bernier I think is the other one. Keep them together. Like, don't change anything. These are the the lines you need. I just need I just need Fillion in my life. Maybe I lost it a little bit tweeting that on Thursday night about the hashtag free Fillion. Okay. Did you drop that on Thursday? Oh yes, I did. Oh, I didn't see that when uh, it was like four nothing or something for Bathurst, yeah, yeah. and uh, I was expecting him to come out for the third period. I, I there was no way he was coming out for the third period. I, I was I was looking forward to it, and that's that's not disrespecting Dakota Long Cornish. Um. I was I was expecting it. You know, it was a game that I was think clearly out of reach. A lot of people were because I got a lot of those questions on the Instagram after. Is why didn't they put an affiliate? You're not going to put a 16 year old in. If you're going to put a 16 year old in, you're going to give him the best chance to succeed. Mm-hmm. And that's, hey, Vinny, you got tonight. Get prepared like you're going. Mm-hmm. So he's got all day to get ready. He's got the warm up and he starts. You're not going to put him in six one, cold. I also didn't think he was going to play against St. John. I got a few questions. Um, I think I'm calling you on Facebook right now. Sorry. Oh, cool. I, I don't have it on. So, <laughs> oh, right. um, I got a few questions like, when is he going to play? Is it going to be soon? Who knows? We have no idea. I'll take a guess. Yeah, I mean, you got to get Sheehan in at some point. So I would say Sunday in St. John. I think Philly on will start Saturday night. At home? Yeah. Just a guess. Okay. Um. I have no inside information. It is literally just a guess, uh, but I think he will. I think he plays Saturday night against against uh, Bathurst. Bathurst. I'll take Sunday at on the road. I think his first start will be on the road. Um, before we get to the the officiating, because we all know what happened. I don't know if you want to get into your thoughts or you were good with. You haven't seen that penalty, two penalties on the same team in in overtime, and God knows how long. Um, actually, it's. Oh, no, that was at the end of the game. Um, you can't say enough about Tristan DeYoung, Connor Olson, and Jacob Stewart killing basically six minutes of penalties back-to-back in overtime, back-to-back-to-back in overtime and the last two minutes of the game. I mean, that Pavan call, or Pavan call, how many times have we seen that where the puck comes up the wall 
the defenseman chips a little bit, hits the guy, uh, you know, he falls over, tips it on the way down, never gets called. Somehow it's a boarding. It's like that one was worse for me than the Barbashev's uh, slash, the tripping. You know, I, after I calmed down, I said, yeah, he put his stick where it shouldn't have been. Did Francis do what Francis needed to do to get a call? Sure. Um, but you can't call that with 15 seconds in overtime. You you can't. It's it's. I know. Maybe especially after it. you've already called one on the team. I mean, that call. If that was the first 15 seconds of overtime, and we had a guy in the box from the regular uh, regular game, absolutely, I got no issue. That's a tough call. Mm-hmm. 15 seconds in overtime after Pavan's been in there. Barbashev has just come out, and that 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 for me was the troubling part. Is you know, yes, his stick was there. Yes, Francis fell, and it was it was a technically a trip, but you cannot call that right there. You it, can't. Not at that. I don't think you can call it at that juncture of the game. Uh, it's a penalty in the first period. It's a penalty in the second period. It's a penalty in the third period. But to me, it's not a penalty with with twenty seconds. You know, twenty twenty five seconds left in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. it, it didn't get in between. Can open them to flip them all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it just that was an unbelievable way to wreck an unbelievable hockey game. That, you know, credit to you yesterday. That was the most attended sporting event in Canada. Yes, it was since probably the middle of March of 2020. Yep. But I mean, it was the same case in, you know, prior to being off for 116 days. We just never clued into it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We never clued into it. Yeah. Um, It's, it's, it's actually mind-boggling to think that that a sold-out game of 2,200 fans at the Avenir Center is the most attended sporting event in all of Canada. It's crazy, uh, and it's it's something that the Avenir Center PR team should be all over that. Yeah, and so should the Wildcats. Like it's so should the QMJHL it, it's promote a, your right. Uh, it's not something to brag about, but it's something to literally put. Hey, look, this is what you can do. If you follow the protocols, yeah. you, you know you, and the people who want to, you know, you know, they have a great the Wildcats have a great video about, I think all the fans do, all the teams do about you know wearing your mask and mm-hmm. only taking it off when you're when you're actively eating and drinking mm-hmm. and, like that's the that's what you can do right now if you're if you follow the protocols and and do your job as 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 a human being yeah. Uh, so really cool that to think that the little Moncton Wildcats of the the QMJHL are the you know have the most fans in 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 an, at an event in all of Canada. It's it's. I had to go back and check because really I had cool. to look at Halifax to make sure that they didn't. Well, they only but they have like twelve, fifteen hundred. I think they have a set right? number. Yeah, I don't think they have a percentage. Yeah, so it's it, they should honestly they should, the Avenir Center team should be all over this yeah. one. So, it's. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool that uh, you know we haven't had a lot of things go right during this pandemic, but uh, it's pretty cool that we've got it going, got it going on here. So if you don't have tickets, you should probably get them. It's kind of cool that we're the you know to be part of something like that. Um, it is a Wildcats St. Patrick's Day game day tonight as they are in St. John to take on the undefeated Sea Dogs uh, in this March restart. I think this I think this matchup, like you said, will be more indicative of the third period than it will. The first period, I think Moncton showed. I mean, it was a combination of the way Moncton played in the third, St. John taking their foot off the gas and surviving uh, on penalties and overtime. But I think, you know, Moncton showed if they play like that, they did pretty good job against that top line of Reynolds, Kotkoff, and Francis. I thought compared to what Bathurst did the night before, yeah. or the Tuesday before. I think I think the I think we know what the game plan is. Yep. Uh, I think the team knows what they have to do. Uh, to to stay to stay in this one, I figure we'll probably see Iman, which will make things a little more difficult. Um, but you know, if they if it, it comes back to you know if they can play the way they did in that third period, they're going to be fine. When I say they're going to be fine, does that mean they're going to? I think they're going to win. No, it's not. I'm not guaranteeing a win right now. No, but they're going to be able to hang in there. Uh, you know, if they're tight checking, you know, they get the, take advantage of those power plays and. You know, get get the first goal. If if they can get the first goal, I like their chances. Uh, but if it's uh, you know, if St. John gets that first goal and they get the second, 
Mm, I don't know. I think uh, it's all home ice advantage at this point. Mm. I, I don't figure there's going to be a lot of Moncton fans making a trip down to St. John <laughs> for a St. Patrick's Day game on a Wednesday night. No, I don't think so. Uh, you know, so I, 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 you know, it's not uh, the rivalry cup isn't uh, isn't on the line. There's, uh, you know, there's no uh, there's no 2010 Presidents Cup on the line. Uh, so I don't see any any Wildcats fans making the drive down. Might have a couple, especially this gas prices. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, but if you do, and you're a season ticket holder, make sure you use that 10 cent off coupon. Yeah, off your fill up at the uh, at the Irving. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to give a score prediction. <laughs> it's going to be a high scoring or low scoring. It's going to be a high scoring game. <laughs> or it's going to be a low scoring game. I'll I'll take mid scoring then. I'll take mid-scoring. okay yeah. mid scoring. I like yeah. that. So what, what's the over under on total goals here? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Okay. I'll take the over on that one. I'll take the under. Okay. Um, I guess it'd be eight and a half. So like nine will be the over. Okay. Well, eight and a half. Then I'm taking the under. You think it'll be? I think it's going to be looking at a four. I'm looking at four three. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. I was gonna four three. I was gonna say a five four or a four three. No, I'll take it over. I'll take a five four game. Again. We don't want to get well, the not, score okay, prediction. Well, not, so. well, not, I'm not saying it's gonna be a five four game. I'm gonna say there's gonna be more than eight and a half goals All right. scored in the entire game. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the Wildcats have back to back games this weekend as we host Bathurst on Saturday night. Uh use your ticket for November twenty first. Uh and then again St. John. I think at 3 o'clock on Sunday, and just like that, bam, five out of the eight games are done after we waited four months to get there. There's a game Sunday as well? Yeah. Here? No, there okay. in St. John. I was going to say. No, in St. John. I think, And that's why I kind of predict that Filion will play that uh, Sunday game because that would be three game, or yeah, two games against St. John for, for DLC, and Filion will get the third one. That's kind of why I predict that. But We'll see who's right. We'll see who's right. Um I doubt we'll see Arsenal for Bathurst on Saturday either. I think Bednar's going to get oh, pretty much all the starts uh, up there. Yeah, he's get there. him some game experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's get to everyone's favorite part of the week. Eric Murray Realty. Buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. So funny thing, uh, I'm, I'm starting to get into a groove at the gym. Uh, I'm feeling good about my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's uh, I've had a chance to... Physical. Physical. Yeah, yeah. I want to get physical. <laughs> so I found this thing on Facebook, um, Feast Atlantic, talking about a Greater Moncton Poutine Week. What? Yeah. Um, this looks promising. 30 <laughs> confirmed participants. Uh, and the first groupings, Igloo, Five Bridges, Chris Rock, Ed Sub, Monk 10. That Monk 10? Monk that's, 10. A, that's in the new hotel. Um, the Hilton that they built? The restaurant's called Monk. 10. Yeah, M O N K. The number ten. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. That's terrible creative. I thought it was kind of cool. But anyways, bad, bad name. Anyways, yeah, that's in the Hilton. Uh, Carabas, which is in the new hotel. Swiss Chalet. Okay. Okay. Maxis and Maxis. So Maxis Moncton and Maxis Fresh Express. Uh you know how much I love poutines. Yes, if you followed our draft coverage. So I may have not have been a. I may have hyped up Burger Fest a little too much where I only went to get one burger. <laughs> F you, COVID. Um, but this has my name written all over it. Uh, do you think there's 30 and that's only 10? Good Jesus Lord. Yeah, because if you Holy remember... Holy Christopher Jones. <laughs> yeah, because if, if you remember back to our draft coverage, uh, there was we were gone for five days, and I think you had four days, and I think you had four five poutines oh it was at least one one a day one a day uh, and then you had two you had two on the actual you had the one at the rink and then you had one that night so you had oh, five the, out of the, the the one that night was absolute i mean that was no the friday night one when the friday night one was the, the drunken gong show yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but you a lot of people took the under for some weird reason but uh i, I remember wendy murphy took the over so if yeah. there's 30 <laughs> oh man if there's 30 in the over unders right at 15 uh, I don't. I won't be able to do fifteen. I'll tell you that. How right long now. is it? Uh, it's from April first to the eleventh, so eleven oh. days. Yeah, you won't be able to do that many. No. Um, eight. Eight of thirty. What do you think? Oh, I think that's a eleven days. That's 
not quite one a day. Yeah, I think that's doable. I think eight's doable. What's your first one going to be? Or you got to wait to see what the other I got to see are. what the others are. Um, I mean, Ed Sub is a pretty good one. I wonder what kind they're going to pick for theirs because they've got a ton of different Yeah, and there's that right? news that, um, that paparazzi poutine place. Have you seen that? No, I have not. It's um, it's like inside the the classic burger. Okay. Uh, and they've got like 77 different kinds of poutines when they're all named after celebrities. Uh, cool. Yeah, I I'm haven't ordered from them yet, now. but uh, I I don't know if they're actually in the restaurant. I think they might be all on skip the dishes. Okay, actually, I want to talk about skip the dishes. So you know, Ultramark corner stores on skip the dishes. Really? And you can get condoms on skip the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> no word of a lie. <laughs> I, I I was on. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. You know what? If you can get them when you order your groceries online, all those, right? Those that stuff in in the grocery stores. <laughs> yeah, you, I. That's amazing. I'm checking right now. I'm pretty sure it's there. But yeah, I, I checked it. The um, which one? And the one off uh, Mapleton? Yeah, where the where the Cabela's used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, they're on Skip the Dishes, and you can get like a bag of chips and a pop delivered <laughs> to you. Like how freaking lazy are you? <laughs> like, um, well, I mean. When we were home quarantine or self isolating for fourteen days, that kind of would have been handy. When you're looking for snacks that you can't and whatever else you want to get for it, that's a that's hilarious. Not just for food, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, I don't. Are they still on it? I'm going through all the lists here in their Altamar Corner Store. Here we go. Um, and health and beauty care, maybe. I would think so. Uh, Usually it's family planning. Oh, Trojan condoms, UMZ loop, <laughs> sold out. Okay, so they must be pretty popular. Then. Hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah, uh, look at that, sold out. You got some uh, Pepto-Bismol, <laughs> extra strength, <laughs> Advil liquid gels, Band-Aids. Eric's listening to this going, what in the hell? Uh, Tom's hand sanitizer. Ooh. But yeah, like uh, you can get Altamark Corner Store skip the dishes that's I had, amazing i had a really funny laugh about that one <laughs> um anyways um just to kind of tie back into uh, so your stick tap is the poutine week or the all uh, on the ultramar oh it's definitely the poutine week. okay poutine all right. i know i was getting off track there, <laughs> but I thought, I, had, I thought you had a double stick i tap. do want to kind of tie in to to last to last week's and um uh the show that kenzie put on yeah this got the attention that it deserved. Like yeah, she was yeah. on hockey night in Canada. She was, um, it, it got picked up by a lot of networks and you could just tell she's a pro because you're, you're listening to the broadcast and you're watching this game. And she says something about how this, the game needs to get uh, more spicy or spicied up or something like that. And literally seconds later, Halifax scores their first goal. Yeah. Like it was one of the, it's, it's, I know we say professional transition, but this was a professional call. Mm-hmm. Like it, she saw as if she saw the play developing. Amazing. Um, so yeah, that, if, if you get a chance, uh, I don't, she, uh, she posted the highlights on her, uh, on her Twitter page. Just a really, really, really good job. And, uh, yeah, she, I really hope and she absolutely deserves to get more uh, to get more play by play time. The Stick Tap Week sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. All right, now it's time for the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. Uh, you know, first of all, I want to take a moment, as you heard in the name there, we do have a new sponsor for this segment. Uh, it's a new new business. The grand opening is April 19th from 4 to 8, and then opening day is April 20th. She's going to be located at 1224 Mountain Road, Unit 6. They offer relaxing, therapeutic, deep tissue, mommy-to-be massages. Mm-hmm. Um, you can book appointments starting April 9th. Just call Nicole at 830-1224, as well follow her on Facebook and Instagram at rosemary underscore lens underscore massage. So I want to thank her for coming on for the rest of the year uh, to sponsor this this segment. So who is it? It's pretty simple. It's the heart and soul of this team. Um, it makes so much sense. He's going to be the first one when we got back to hockey. Two goals, two assists, few big hits on Saturday's game versus St. John, a couple big hits in the game against uh, Bathurst. It's your captain, number 92, Jacob Hudson. 
He is the Rosemary Lynn Massage Wildcast Wildcat of the Week. And that's it, man. That'll do it for this. Uh, thanks for everyone for joining us. Uh, how'd that go? How'd that feel recapping actual hockey games? It has been a very long time since I don't we know recapped. Was, I, I don't know what would feel better, uh, recapping hockey games or getting one of those condoms from the uh, Altamont <laughs> Corner Store. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, well, too, bad, too bad they're sold out. I'd uh, <laughs> I'd see what the experience is like and uh, to see the let, let you know if the uh, Ultramar Corner Store condom experience is a lot better than the uh, those two <laughs> hockey games. Oh man, you gotta feel bad for the poor 15, 16 year old kid that's just driving. That's driver skip the dishes. Got to go in and get that. Uh, okay, I'm here for the condoms. <laughs> yeah, where the rubbers at? <laughs> it's kind of what we joked about with the superstore too. Getting all those those fun little. Uh, Little sections in the family planning and making the, the people go get them for you. But, uh, again, uh, I want to give a thanks to our new sponsor, Rosemary Lynn Massage. Uh, don't forget this game this Saturday versus Bathurst. Use your November 21st ticket uh, for the game. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. That'll do it. Thanks again for downloading, joining us on the show. We'll see you again next week as we, well, recap games against the Sea Dogs and the Titan. Stay safe. Have a good week. And more importantly, have a happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast. 